You've scanned the headlines, read the articles, and liked the posts. Now listen to the experts themselves in the Future of Work podcast, presented by allwork.space. Are you ready? Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the allwork.space Future of Work podcast. Remember, you can also tune in on allwork.space, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Podbean. My name is Ceci Amador, and with me here today is Leila von Alvensleben, who is the head of culture and collaboration at Mural, where she manages a distributed team of 130 people across multiple continents and time zones. She is a champion for the remote first approach to collaboration, empowering Mural's rapidly growing team to successfully work from anywhere. Leila, welcome. Hi, Ceci. Thank you so much for having me today. Our pleasure. Just to let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about today, mostly we'll be talking about remote work, um, some of the benefits, um, some of the challenges, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. So before we dive into uh, remote work, uh, could you tell us a little bit about Mural and what you guys do and how it helps empower remote teams? Sure. Mural is a digital whiteboard. Uh, For those who don't know what that could look like, um, just imagine a physical whiteboard, but on your screen uh, where everybody can collaborate at the same time or at different times adding uh, virtual sticky notes or drawing or images. So it's a tool that helps people collaborate visually no matter where they are. Um, and, And essentially, you know, we're really helping a lot of remote teams work together, but it's not just meant for remote teams. So remote teams and collaboration, it can be hard in my experience, um, particularly when new team members jump on board. So I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the main challenges associated with remote teams, managing them, and how tools like Mural can help collaboration, can help productivity levels and kind of just bring everyone together, even though everyone's spread over around the world. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we, we tend to think about remote teams as um, teams that essentially are using tools aside from email and, and video conference tools um, like Skype or Zoom. Um, we, we tend to think of them as just using like a, f- a few tools or many tools to communicate a lot, but we don't think about communication as being something very visual as well. Um, so in that sense, what I realized with Mural even before I joined the, the company is that it's such an important aspect of working together to have that visual um, connection so that we can all be on the same page. And, um, you know, once, once you're elevating the way that you collaborate in that way, uh, it makes everything much easier, whether you're a manager or not. It's, it's just a completely different way of, of working. I agree entirely that the visual element of communication is really important, particularly in remote settings. And so, for example, for me, I've kind of become a fanatic of using emojis and GIFs even. (laughs) So not necessarily on a whiteboard like Mural, but because I feel like sometimes, even if you're saying no in a really nice way, like, hey, have you checked this out? No, no. Like when you read that, it's just very short and I don't know. So I'm usually like, no, smiley face or no, but I'll check it out. And so it becomes very much important to to add that element because I feel it kind of makes the tone easier 
for others to understand and can prevent a lot of misunderstandings and communication issues. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of um, these kind of soft skills that one has to learn when they do start working with a distributed team, uh, regardless of whether you're a freelancer, or a contractor, or a full-time employee. These are things that are very different than when we're, you know, co-located in the same office. Um, and of course, you know, people are using emojis in everyday communication, even if it's, you know, using WhatsApp with your family. But um, when it comes to a work setting, especially when you don't see your colleagues um, so often or at all, you want to also show a, a bit of your personality. You want that to shine through. Um, and, and being visual is just one of the many ways that you can do it. I, I completely agree. And then one of the things that I know that you're a champion on is uh, mental health or in regards to remote workers. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I take mental health very, very um, seriously on, on a personal level as well. Um, you know, and I, I think having experienced uh, moments of isolation and loneliness myself, um, I, I get what it's like to, to be so detached from everyone. So some of the other problems that, um, remote work can, can cause to other people who aren't, you know, um, used to working remotely, but even if you're used to it, you, you kind of have to learn how to deal with, uh, things like increased levels of anxiety, maybe ha even have a shorter attention span because you're dealing with so many digital inputs all the time coming at you from all, you know, whether all sides, whether it's your phone, whether it's your um, computer screen. So it's, um, it's hard to deal with all that. And also it's hard to know how to communicate to the rest of your team, how you're feeling. Cause when you step into an office and you're feeling a bit under the weather, people will be able to tell. Um, I, and, and when you're not, that's, that's where the hard part comes in. So, um, I have, I have worked with, with creating, for example, now you have a lot more of these bots, but it, a few years ago when I was, um, Working before Mural, I created a, a bot with my team that was basically, it's a, sorry, a bot is a, for those who are listening and might not be familiar with, um, is, is like a, a robot in, um, in, in Slack. So Slack is a communication um, application. And it's basically an automated mm, character avatar asking you, you know, how you're doing, uh, maybe on a scale of one to five, or you can, you know, put smiley face to angry face to sad face. And, and that was really important for, for our team and even in, at Mural to, to use to really get a sense of how people are feeling when you can't see them every day. I'm definitely taking note of that because I, I agree that sometimes it's impossible for those you work with remotely to know whether you're feeling down or angry or frustrated. And I don't know, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, blah, you know, like I don't <laughs> feel like working. I don't feel like doing anything in particular. And I know personally, it took me a while to get used to working remotely after switching from an office environment. And then my enemy is Netflix. I work from home because mm. I'm more of a home kind of gal to work rather than a coffee shop or a co-working space. And if I sit down on the couch throughout the day, it's granted that I'm going to end up on Netflix for some reason. Like I know I have a lot to do. I'm very stressed. I'm very anxious. And then it's so overwhelming that the only thing that works is just like, oh, I'll just watch an episode of Friends. And I found blogs very useful, like understanding that I work better at 5 a.m. than I do at 11 a.m. Um, and, and I think that's part of the process that I've gone through. 
But if I had known at least that it's okay for me to work at those hours and not feel guilty about it, it might have been easier for me to get used to that because I used to spend the entire day from 6 a.m. up until like 10 p.m. connected to the computer because I felt like I was procrastinating a lot. So I felt like I needed right. to make up for that time. And by now I know that if I, I'm dealing with a lot of stress from things I have to do, I need to wake up at 5 a.m. And by 10 a.m. I'll probably be done with half of the stuff that I had to do. But what are some other strategies that people can can leverage and, and implement to kind of keep their mental health in check while working from home isolated and dealing with this kind of guilt that comes from, I don't know, maybe taking a longer lunch break or going to the gym at, I don't know, 10 a.m. versus 6 p.m. when the workday is technically over. I think, um, so um, something about what you said, I think if there, there's nothing wrong with watching Netflix if there's a little bit of self-discipline. Um, I would say if that helps you take your mind off of things. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of other benefits that remote work brings to people. So first of all, you know, having a schedule that is, is flexible, usually when somebody works in a distributed team, you do have some flexibility. So you can go to the gym um, when it's not a peak hour and basically have it almost all to yourself. Um, but within the team, so on, on the you know online environment of your team, there's a lot of strategies that can be put into place. So for example, at Mural, we use um, check-ins. Uh, you know, I've worked across the customer experience team to the people operations team to the product team, and I've seen people use check-ins to really gauge how everyone's doing. And uh, a check-in can be something as simple as, how are you feeling today? Um, what are you going to work on? And do you have any blockers? And if you do have any blockers, uh, even if you're tired, you can say that and then people will be aware um, of your state of mind that day. And they'll also be able to support you and maybe unblock you on some of the projects that you, you feel overwhelmed by. Um, we're also using um, feedback sessions uh, with the team. So I really believe that by being vulnerable and, and transparent in how we feel and how how we consider each other's, uh, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but maybe some blind spots that people have, um, we can build trust uh, across the team, which in turn will lead to better team collaboration. So for example, last week I, I did a feedback session um, with the people operations team. And um, we started out by defining the guidelines of what good feedback looks like and what is ineffective feedback. And that kind of sets the tone for the team saying, okay, this is you know, what we're doing um, today. And, and these are my previous experiences of good and bad feedback. And then we move on to a kind of reflection session where people take some time. Um, I set out some questions, very simple ones, um, so that they can give feedback to each other. And all these, all these kind of methods, I, I would say are, also a great way to have that human connection with your team. And you don't necessarily have to leave your computer to, to stop working, but you can also do things with your team that are not necessarily project related so that you can bond and, and build that trust over time. Great. Thank you. And I, you're talking about feedback and, and I think it's great how you're establishing kind of like guidelines of what works and what doesn't, because I know at least over the past few years, there's been this trend of um, kind of criticizing like yearly performance reviews where people were not getting enough feedback or it was feedback that they didn't know how to kind of like internalize and implement. And so 
one of the other things regarding feedback that I know you've um, talked about in the past is the importance of one-on-one -on -one meetings, check-ins, either for feedback or just to kind of see where, where pe how people are doing. What are some suggestions of how often this should be and some topics that should be addressed individually um, during one-on-one -on -one check-ins? Yeah, so based on based on my research also on other distributed teams, um, I think Mural kind of follows the same uh, best practice, which is to have a weekly one-on-one -on -one with your manager. Um, this can be 30 minutes long or an hour long. Um, I really think it depends on also how big your team is and how many people are reporting to you as a manager. Uh, but I think a, a weekly one-on-one -on -one to discuss, you know, how you're getting on with your projects, how you're feeling um, at the company, uh, where you see yourself going in your career, what kind of initiatives you would like to um, see at the company, um, what you'd like to see from leadership. These are all the kinds of topics that you can bring up in a one-on-one. -on -one. And it doesn't have to be a performance review every time. We do have performance reviews at Mural um, and, and, and self-assessments, and those tend to be quarterly. Uh, but then weekly one-on-ones are a little bit more um, casual in that sense. Perfect. I want to touch on remote work and the future of work. Do you see more people working remotely in the future of work? Do you think the remote workforce will be made up more of full-time employees? Do you think it'll be more balanced between contractors and freelancers? How do you see remote work playing out in the future? Well, I think if you would have asked me a month ago, I would have replied differently. <laughs> <laughs> but this is such a relevant time. Um, and un un it's unfortunate that it takes a global pandemic to create an understanding of what remote work can look like. Um, that being said, you know, I think today as, as I speak, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a country where I'm, I'm locked down basically and I can't travel. And I believe that's the case for many people right now. And many people are forced to work from home. So um, at this point in time, I would say, I mean, I was already convinced that remote work was going to be extremely um, relevant in the future. But now I'm going to say it's going to be crucial um, because it's, it's really the only way that that businesses can continue to thrive right now. Um, and so we've seen a, a huge unprecedented uh, demand for anything that is related to remote work in the past weeks. Um, and then regarding whether, you know, there's going to be a workforce that is made up more of freelancers or, or part-time employees. I think, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the trend of the gig economy and how we'll have more and more, um, people doing jobs on demand for short periods of time. Um, I think that's going to continue growing as well. And it'll be interesting to see how this crisis is going to influence that. Um, although right now, I think that the focus is more on how can anybody anywhere be able to collaborate virtually with their teams and with their customers. It's unfortunate the, the situation that's brought on remote work so massively right now, but I think a lot of businesses that were a little bit more reluctant to try it out will see that it's remote working is an effective tool and it can be amazing for, for everyone, for all those involved. Mm -hmm. And then since you touched on the outbreak, the pandemic, I want to touch back again on mental health. Because mm -hmm. um, I know during times like these, even if people are working remotely, even if they're used to working remotely, it can be hard to 
remain focused on the tasks at hand. I mean, I personally find myself checking the news every 15 minutes, <laughs> which is something I usually never do. Mm-hmm. And and so, and, and, and I feel this kind of like anxiousness all over, like there's tension all over. And so I think that it's important, again, for organizations to tell employees to remind them that their mental health is important as well and that they need to keep it in check and, and take the necessary breaks they need to kind of deal with situations like this and in other situations, anything that might be affecting them personally, which of course affects people professionally and in their performance. No, that's absolutely true. And I think um, I think a couple of things. I think the media has a huge responsibility also in not creating this, this sense of panic because I'm also checking the news all the time and, and I, I see how different media channels, you know, share the news in different ways. And and some do it in a in a way that creates less fear than others. Um, but then coming to companies and mental health, um, one thing I really admired uh, from the CEO at Mural is that he's so he's been um, posting these almost daily video calls in in our in our Slack um, team Slack, and he always starts out with reminding us to be healthy, reminding us to um, to get what we need to be comfortable at home, whether that's food, whether that's something else, to eat healthy, to take the time to maybe meditate or stretch or do yoga um, and find find some way to feel good. And I really appreciate that, you know, he brings this to the forefront because if we are going to have people who are not feeling well, it's, it's going to be worse for them and for the rest of the company. Um, and also, you know, for, I'm, I'm not a parent myself, but for all the parents out there, uh, we're starting a bit of a learning experiment at Mural. We're going to try and provide um, some homeschooling for all the children who are staying with parents because we can only, I can only try to imagine what it's like to be a parent at home with kids at home with you. And um, although a lot of schools are providing learning experiences, we're going to try to use our own tool with the help of external um, instructors and tutors um, to provide different hours of of of, um, of learning to children of different ages. And we'll see how that works out. But I think that's also going to gives incredible support to the people who are stressed out at home. I think that's um, an amazing initiative and I'm not a parent myself either, but I can definitely see how remote working for parents with kids at home, especially when kids can't go out to kind of, you know, just like let some energy out can be very complicated. So I think that's an amazing, an amazing initiative. And I wanted to ask you if you have anything else that you'd like to add. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's there's mental health for internally, but I think um, regarding the virus, we're also providing a lot of support for our uh, not just our customers, but just anybody who's out there um, working from home. So we've done a couple of things. Um, we started introducing a ninety days free trial for anybody who's signing up uh, to use Mural for the first time. Uh, we also created a series of webinars called Suddenly Remote. Um, this is really for teams who need to learn how to collaborate remotely really fast. Um, we continue to offer uh, Mural for free for any educational organization or for consult- consultants. We have a Mural consultant network where um, where consultants can get Mural for free and then use it with their um, clients. Uh, we're trying to promote events and resources that our partners are creating. We have a remote work resources page. 
uh, and we've also put together a remote work resiliency plan. Um, so anybody um, who wants to distribute this kind of knowledge to the rest of their team and help improve the remote work culture can do so. So it's it's we we take the situation very seriously, and we're not um, we're not trying to um, to impose anything on anyone. I think there's a lot of people out there. I you know I go on LinkedIn and Twitter every day now, and, and my whole feed is about people providing support for remote work. And I'm, I'm very glad that Mural is doing the same. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and just to recap what we talked about, um, basically, remote work is definitely a part of the future of work, particularly now through the circumstances, it seems like remote work's future is now as opposed to more in the future. Right. And the importance of providing regular feedback to all remote employees Uh, the importance of visual collaboration to kind of like help bring people together and to ensure that there's no misunderstandings and just to keep ideas rolling. And then mental health at the end of the day, whether you work remotely, whether you work in the office, it, it's important. It's what keeps us sane. And in order for us to do our best, we, we need to mentally feel at our best. So thank you again, Leila, for joining us. Thank you, Ceci. It's been really great to share um, all of this with you about remote work. And, and I hope that more and more people will understand that uh, remote work actually works. If it's impacting the future of work, it's in the Future of Work podcast by allwork.space. Are you ready?